Okay, men, time to be an all-star caregiver. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Be there emotionally and physically. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find care guides at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Listen, laugh, and learn. Welcome to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to the Don Miller Show where we listen, laugh, and learn. We are coming in hot today. A lot to talk about. A lot to catch up on. Uh, I know you guys missed us. We missed you. Listen, give us a call. 321-339-1055 is the number to dial. If you have not already download the app and i don't know why in the world you haven't done it but just in case you haven't go ahead and download the app that way you can take us anywhere you go you don't have to wait till you're in the sunshine state central florida to hear us on the radio download that app and you can join the conversation by leaving us a 30 second open mic because the conversation is good and i know stepping the open mic is going to be hot today so we want to get to as many of them as we can because we know you guys blow us up on our open mic and this is this is going to be really uh interesting conversation and we want you guys to be a part of it right don miller thank you again damika page good morning good morning holly Holliman. good morning good morning man i'm telling you right now uh we have been gone for a couple of days i sincerely apologize that's all on me uh i had to take a few minutes to kind of get my mind right uh, listen, uh, wow. Over the weekend, uh, there was an attack in Israel, uh, where, uh, the, the, um, terrorist group Hamas, Hamas. Mm-hmm. uh, attacked Israel by land, sea and, and air right. in defense of the Palestinian, uh, people. Right. Mm-hmm. And it has been allegedly, allegedly. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it has been an ongoing conflict in that region for many, many, many years. And I want to take some time today, right, because uh, the question has been to me by text message in the last few days, uh, Don, what is this about? How how does this work? Uh, people are out here trying, especially young people who uh, had who have not been attentive or paying attention to the history of this region or to what's been going on since the fact that TikTok and all those other things have taken their attention away. And and young people in America today uh, have become or tend to be isolationist. Uh, if it ain't got nothing to do with them, uh, they could care less. And that's a direction that we're moving rapidly in. But when I when I look at this region and and understand uh, what this is all about, uh, it, it's not easy to understand. I don't care how old you are, how educated you are. Uh, this is a very complicated conversation, uh, but we want to break it down to you uh, here today and kind of get you to understand what the Israeli-Palestinian conflict is actually all about. Uh, we have our guest yet? Uh, no. Nope. Okay. We're going to be joined by our guest shortly, um, uh, Dr. V. Isa White, who was a professor uh, and uh, Iman, and he has knowledge of how this whole situation has come to this. But the conflict currently uh, pits um, the Palestinian people who felt, who feel currently uh, for the last seventy years uh, that they have been pushed away, pushing away, taking they, they don't, they don't, they their homeland. 
has been taken by the Israelis. And there's 700,000. This, this is a let's go way back. Let's start. I'm, I'm trying to present it simple, D'Amica. I get it. And it's hard to present this simple. Yeah. OK, you yeah. can go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's no, you're right. I, it depends on where you start. Because I could start with the history of Zionism right. and Nathan Birnbaum. And it goes and, beyond that, you know, though. If, right. For, for those who are believers, we know that it goes past you know, 1917, which is uh, where most people pick up the conversation. Um, but those who are believers know that it goes beyond that, um, you know, in biblical times, uh, which is all those places are all actual places. Uh, it is a part of history. Um, so this conflict has been going on since the beginning pretty but, much but, of time. But, but, but Israel, uh, the establishment of Israel as the state, that it is today, right? Uh, what only came about in 1948, right? Uh, David Ben Gurion, who the 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 the, the Jewish Actually community acknowledged it. The, as the Jew, Jewish community were kind of nomadic, moving around looking for a place mm-hmm. to, to land, right? And the, the the conversation that I am being bothered by in America today, mm-hmm. if we've seen this same type of situation. Oftentimes, in other scenarios in other communities across the world, mm-hmm. and uh, this is a serious conflict, and I think Absolutely. it is a conflict that we all should pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to sit here with you and explain it basically simply, uh, but I, it's not one of those conversations. So, joining us here on the Don Miller Show, mm-hmm. uh, Doctor V. Isa White. He is a scholar, an imam, and a professor. But he is also a historian, and he is going to join us and have a conversation and hopefully explain to many of our listeners in the Panhandle, of course, in Central Florida and all over the country, uh, how it came to this moment, and then we can go from there. But the open mics will be open. The phone lines will be open as well. Hey, Dr. White, thank you so much for joining us at short notice. Brother Don, it's a pleasure to be on your show once again. You're a fine, fine man. Your show is excellent. Uh, thank you for it. Thank you. So, Dr. White, uh, D'Amica, of course, uh, has been following this for many years. You have as well. I have. Uh, but to many of our listeners who are asking the questions right now while watching their televisions, uh, sitting in their homes and watching the level of devastation and this murder going on, uh, how did it come to this? Can you bring us, uh, give us, share with us a little information on how it could get to this point at this time? Well, briefly, when we look at the, the issues that's taking place with Israel, Hamas, and um, Palestine, we have to go back to 1917 with the Belford uh, Declaration. This was done in 1917 near the end of the uh, end of World War I, mm-hmm. when, the, when Germany and her allies were about to be defeated. Right. And one of her allies was the Ottoman Empire. Mm-hmm. And the Ottoman Empire controlled what is now what we call the Middle East. Right. And within the Middle East, they had a large uh, Jewish community that lived in Turkey, that lived in Palestine, that lived in, in various areas. So Arthur Budford, who was the United uh, Kingdom Foreign Secretary, asked a very important question. What do we do about Palestine? What do we do about the Jews within the area? They were a minority group. And his idea was that we have to protect the interests, the civil rights, and the liberties of Jews, but also the, the rights and the concerns of the Arabs who lived in that area. So ultimately, 
he brought forth an idea of a state. This would ultimately come into, uh, come into being in 1947, two years after the founding of the United Nations. And there was a resolution called Resolution 181 yep. that called for the development of a Jewish and Arab state. Now, this is very important to the Jewish community because for 2,000 years, they've been hoping and praying for a state of their own. Mm-hmm. And finally, they were going to have it. And it seemed like it was very, very well. They were happy about it. Some of the Arabs, they didn't like it, but many of them could live with it. Then uh, we, we saw some states in 1967 who began to say, no, we don't like this. Primarily Egypt and Syria, Lebanon, and a couple of others. So they invaded Israel. They said, this group said, no, we don't want a, a Jewish state at all. So they invaded in 1967, what is now called the Six-Day War. Six day war. They lost that conflict. Then ultimately they began to seize more areas. That's the Israel, Israelis seizing more areas. Now, let's go up, up a little bit farther. In 1974, um, the United Nations called for a real separate entity, Jewish state. We can't have this any longer. A Jewish state that will live in peace alongside um, the, the Arab communities. So uh, 60% of the Jews who were for it, 60% of the Arabs were for it. A small minority um, did not like it. So we see this taking place. 1976, let's go a little bit farther. Uh, the Security Council of the United States, of, of the United Nations, called for the implication, the development, finally, firmly for a state by Israel that will live in peace, live in harmony, mm-hmm. and that will live alongside of the Arab states. Check this out now. Now, in 1976, I went through the Security Council. The United States vetoed that amendment. Why did they veto that amendment? Because they said, well, the United Nations should not decide on issues for Israel. Now, this is is quite interesting because in 1947, they decided on the issues of Israel then without Israeli and Arab uh, discussion in it. Mm -hmm. So while this is taking place, we see a group forming. Now, this group ultimately becomes known as Hamas. Yep. Hamas comes out of the Islamic resistance movement, the resistance brotherhood. They said, no, we, we don't like what's going on, so they're going to create a, a resistance to this. Hamas was in a fight with another political group called Fatah. Mm-hmm. Now, Fatah and Hamas both argued that they represented the Palestinian people. Ultimately, Hamas wins out. So now, we see the development now in 1987 of the first Intifada, which is a resistance against Israel, armed resistance. And they were formed, they they were formed in the camp uh, in the Gaza Strip, correct? Absolutely. Now, that's interesting, because I want to go to the Gaza Strip, because the American community really don't have, right. don't really have an understanding let me just jump to the Gaza Strip for a second to give you an idea of what we're talking about. Now, first of all, the Gaza Strip is only 139 square miles. You know how big that is? Small, just suppose that smaller than Delaware. Small. Smaller than the state of Delaware. Much smaller. In fact, it's smaller than many cities. 
Mm-hmm. Orlando only has 119 square miles. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia has 141 square miles. So therefore, it's smaller than cities. All right. Now, uh, however, unlike Orlando that has 300,000 people, you have 2.7 million people within the Gaza Strip. 36 mm-hmm. miles borders Israel, 8 miles borders uh, uh, Egypt, and about 24 miles borders the coastline. So it's a small, small area that we're, we're talking about that is condensed. Absolutely. All right. So yes. densely populated. Densely populated. And also, it's also worth noting that when we talk about Hamas, we, we, we see in the media that it's a big, big group of fighters. They have 30,000 people. I mean, 30,000 fighters. All right. Let's look at the city of Los Angeles. Los Angeles has 140,000 <laughs> gang members. Right. So we're still talking about a small group. Mm. That doesn't take away from what they have done. All right. But we're not talking about a, a, a large army. We're not talking about a large population of people. We're not talking about a large land area. So therefore, we have to put things in, in perspective. So let's go back to my history thing. Uh, so uh, in, 1914, in, in 2014, uh, the Palestinians began to say, we want to reclaim our territory that we lost in 1967. They mm-hmm. argue that they have been under occupa- occupation for over 60 years. If this is true, that means that they represent the longest group in modern history that has been occupied by another power. Now, if they believe this, of course, they're going to have a perspective in their mind that they're being discriminated against, they're being, they're being uh, polarized, they're not having their rights, and all of this, this is going to be a buildup of hostilities, a buildup of anger. Uh, to, to add fuel to this, we see that Amnesty International, all right, a few years ago, stated that, well, you know, um, Palestine is living in an apartheid state because they have to have special passes. Now, if we know anything about apartheid, it takes us back to South Africa. Mm-hmm. All right, so we see this taking place. Now, the big question that should be asked by the American people, all right, while the American people are so gung-ho and the this destruction of, of Hamas and seeing them as a terrorist group, we have to ask the question very seriously, why is it the global South and the larger world community don't take this side? That's a big issue. You know, it's a, right? it's a gigantic issue. And as a matter of fact, uh, it, it's such an issue. Um, it's such an issue. You go back to 2014 when Hamas and Fatah agreed uh, to form what was allegedly a tactocratic unity government, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and how, tell me how that came about, and what is this? And it just kind of it kind of went away. Well, what's happening is that um, uh, it, it did go away. And then you have a number of um, uh, Palestinians who did not want any part of that mm-hmm. at, at all. 
So therefore, there was a split within their own uh, their own body with that. Then again, with the element, um, they're believing and feeling that the Israeli government, along with the United States and her allies, are suppressing them and 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 partitioning them, especially with Israel beginning to push for more settlement. They created the idea that this whole thing has to be destroyed and start anew. So, so, so the timing here uh, has really been interesting to me personally. And uh, at that region uh, has has always been a time bomb. And now, when you look at how Hamas can, uh, in what historically is known, if you say if you say Mossad. And the CIA, many will believe those are, uh, along with the Russians, probably some of the most highly skilled intel organizations in the world, correct? Absolutely. The Mossad is the best. Okay, right. It's okay. for what it is. Yes, okay. So, so how does this yes. happen? Uh, how does Hamas, uh, Hamas, how does Hamas, a, a low-level organization, uh, in terms of what they've dealt with historically, uh, how are they able to pull this off? And what what do you think uh, the funding mechanism uh, for this uh, horrible, horrible situation? Who do you think the funding mechanism is? The funding mechanism, that's a hard one. Now, many people say, of course, Iran. Uh, however, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. First of all, before the funding, you have to ask where they got the weapons from. Exactly. Right? That's okay. what my okay. mom right. asked. So, so, so where they got the weapons? Now, we we know already that the weapons ca- capture are American weapons. Mm-hmm. And so some say they came to the black market from Afghanistan. Others say from Ukraine. But we also know, sadly, that we have had a policy over the years to fund so-called terrorist groups and for our own political purposes, geopolitical purposes, Mm -hmm. and when they get out of line and we don't like them, we call them something else and we say we have to go against them. We've done that that a lot. That's right. So that cannot be strange. Now, I'm not one to deal with conspiracy theories, but there's something that's strange about this. And what's strange is that no matter how strong Hamas we may think they are, compared to the Israeli government's military and their uh, surveillance machine, they're nothing but a ragtag group of guys. Mm. And they should not have been able to get through. Mm-hmm. All right? Now, I, I think there's something else that's going on. Mm-hmm. What, I, what do I mean by that? First of all, when we look at this, we see that now the, the, um, the attention is being pulled away from Ukraine. Ukraine is going mm-hmm. down, and 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 the Western and NATO uh, activities in Ukraine is a failure. It's a complete failure. All right. Secondly, the Biden administration they want to look strong because mm-hmm. their numbers are going down. Absolutely. Now some would say they would say, "Hey, Doctor White, are you su- suggesting that they will start a conflict?" For politics, yes, it's happened many times before. Or for a debate, for for a political issue. So therefore, immediately, 
uh, the president calls, say that we are with uh, Israel, we stand with them. Then we send an armada. We're sending two <laughs> aircraft carriers. It's not needed. Mm. But we're sending them. At the same time, we asked Egypt two nights ago to say, uh, listen, let us use your territory so we can put missiles there too, so we can strike Gaza or the, or the Israelis can do it. Israel, uh, Egypt said, no, we're not going to do that. Hmm. Saudi Arabia stated, they asked Saudi Arabia, Arabia for support. Saudi Arabia said, no. Because everybody sees what's going on. Mm. And that's going on, not, not to take away the fact that Thomas did something that was terrible and the killing of innocent lives. The issue is that some members of our community want to use it as a political wedge for campaigning that will cost millions of people's lives, which is not right. Israel has a right to, de- right to defend itself in proportion. All right? In proportion. And that's, that's, if you want to go Bible, Quran, Torah, that's in there. You kill in proportion mm-hmm. to what you have lost, not wholesale. You know, we're going to go to break. We're going to take a quick break. We got a couple of more minutes, or do we need, can we go now? Uh, we can take a couple we, more minutes. take a couple of minutes. We're going to go to break. When we come out of this break, uh, Professor Imam, uh, I want to talk about the Bible conversation as it relates to this. Many of the Christian community in this country uh, are asking the same questions. What does this really mean? Of course, the perspective uh, from people who follow Jesus Christ or follow Allah uh, have been really, their eyes have been really brought to the televisions, uh, to the propaganda machines, quite frankly, because that's what this is really right. what's happening here. Uh, propaganda is being driven at, at a level that I've never seen before. And because even like you just said, uh, Doc, sending ships to that region, that's propaganda. And, uh, Absolutely. And, and, and this is a very delicate situation for uh, several countries in that region. And they have to really walk carefully as they engage in this conflict. Uh, uh, the, the, you know, so I, I, when, when you're watching this, because this has happened, this is not the first time. Right. Like you mentioned the Six Day War. Then you can mention the Yom Kippur War. And, and this is good. You know, how long will this last and when will it happen again? Uh, many of the people in that region, that's the question they're asking. And so do you how far do you extend uh, in terms of service uh, to to get involved in this? Because at the end of the day, uh, Hamas is never going to go away, quite frankly. You can pound them and pound them, but they're four-year-old kids right now uh, who are being taught uh, to, right. to, to hate the Jewish community and, and, and spend the rest of their lives trying to, uh, to get rid of all of them. So I, I think I, I want to talk about uh, the, in that region right now, there are a lot of there are a lot of countries in that region are really nervous. Can you can you explain to listeners why? Well, I mean, you first of all, yes, you're right about Hamas. You're going to have people who are going to hate you, Jew, the Jewish state, not because of religion as so much. When, when when you have people whose homes are destroyed, their families are killed, um, their uh, their lives disrupted. Mm-hmm. 
until you have some justice on what they see as justice, you're going to have an anger. Mm-hmm. And if you're not careful, you're going to have generational anger. And that's why it's important to get to a two-party state. Because if it doesn't happen, this thing, like you say, with Hamas, it may come up with a different name. It's going to be there. Now, in reference to the, the states, of course, they're very nervous. Why is that? One, you have, we, we have a guy by the name of Lindsey Graham talking about invading Iran. Well, did, you, did you see All that right? last night? I mean, the, the man is completely crazy. Yeah, he, he's yeah, off, yeah. He, he, he's, he's an idiot. Yeah, yeah. That was, I've never, I, right? I couldn't believe he said it. You know, then you have political leaders on both sides of the aisle besides him. I mean, you have uh, uh, Robert Kennedy, who's, who's running. I give my full support, really saying that he gives his full, full support for military invasion and to extend it. Now, here's the problem. Then you have, then you have Israel beginning to utilize uh, phosphorus uh, munitions, which basically takes the skin off of people. I have friends now that's in Palestine. They've sent me videos. But I see you, Don. I'm going to share them with you. Mm-hmm. All right. Of what is taking place. You have some people. So, so over they're, there. they're using chemical weapons as we speak? Absolutely, they are. Absolutely. And you have some even talking about using a, a what they call a doomsday weapon. Just destroyed everybody there. They call this weapon the Jericho. Yes, I'm familiar. You check with it them. out for yourself. I'm familiar with them. Yeah. So, so, right. so, and, 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 and these are weapons that are not easily accessible, right? That's right. And the international community has, um, has frowned on these weapons, mm-hmm. has essentially outlawed. So you're talking about, again, not proportional retaliation. You really, if you're not careful, you're talking about and, and thought of extermination. Hmm. I mean, you have language coming out of the Knesset, mm-hmm. calling these people animals. You know, when you, when you take the humanity, and we know this as black people for sure, mm-hmm. when you take the humanity out of our people, then you, then you, then you can justify your activity hey, professor, because they're outside the human family. Professor, we're going to run the break. We, when we come back, we'll continue this conversation. Our our great friend, uh, Professor V. Isa White, uh, Professor Imam. <laughs> I, I don't know if should I call you Imam or Professor, but I can definitely call you Scholar. You're listening to The Don Miller Show. Stay with us. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Contribute to the madness by clicking the open mic button in the free Florida Man radio app. Who can take the high guy, rip him from his dream, squirt him in the nose and watch him kick and watch him scream? The Narcan Man, the Narcan Man can. Narcan Man. And just run up and down the sidewalk with a bunch of it, just Narcanning everybody and just waiting for him to come back to life. I just run off and be like, you're welcome. Leave your open mic now with the Florida Man Radio app. Back to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Don Miller Show. A lot to talk about today. Give us a call, 321-339-1055, or you can leave us a 30-second open mic. You know, first of all, we want to send prayers for real to the people who live in that region on both sides. Uh, to, to uh, You know, I think right now we live in a time where loss of life uh, doesn't matter to people. And, and I'm devastated by just listening to some of the idiots 
who are going to microphones and, 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 and having conversation about something they know nothing of, right? And the, in, in this country, the people we allow microphones, it's a damn shame. It's shameful. And, and to, 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 it, some of these people shouldn't even be near a microphone, but they have these platforms because of social media. And it is unfortunate that ignorant people, uh, non-readers, okay, non-engagers can go to microphones and spew some of the ridiculousness that I've heard. So let's keep, uh, tragedy is tragedy. Loss of life is loss of life. And we're going to continue to pray. Go ahead, me. Professor, I have just a couple of questions. There's a lot of conversation about uh, how we pull out of Afghanistan. So my question to you is, it, have you heard, because I haven't heard any conversation, but have you have any, heard any conversation about uh, how we pulled out, maybe about how we left uh, some of the, the weaponry there? Is there any conversation moving forward about pulling out differently and how that played into a lot of the arms that uh, Hamas has had um, to engage the way they have engaged? Yes. I was speaking to someone I can't name um, yesterday uh, about this. And the problem with that is that we pulled out in such a way that we left Millions of dollars are armaments there that could have been used. The way that they should have pulled out was to take the weapons or dismantle them, but we did not do that. So, therefore, our so-called enemies, we left them um, with the use of the weapons. Now, also, Afghanistan is in need of money. They've been isolated. They've been sanctioned. So what are they going to do? Some of those weapons will be on the market to be sold immediately because they have to feed, they, they have to feed their own people that's a reality you know so if they have something that can be that can be turned into money i.e food they're going to do it and that was our fault you can't blame the afghanistan you can't you can't blame the taliban that was our fault we have to take responsibility for that all right secondly Going back to Ukraine, we have no accountability of the weapons that we have given them. We don't even know what we have given them for the most part. We don't know how many. All right? And they're ending up out through, not just in the Middle East, but in South America and Africa. They're all over the place. Whose fault is that? Should we blame Zelensky? Well, he's just doing his nature. He's corrupt. You know, a snake is going to be a snake. Absolutely. That's our fault. You see? So, so it, therefore... Go I'm ahead. sorry, go ahead. So is there any... Do you hear... Because I know you're running for Congress. Is there any conversation about how, uh, accountability for the weaponry that we leave, that we just kind of leave behind or that we just shelter? You know, we send all over the country with no... Uh, no tracking system. Is there any conversation about that policy-wise? No, we have right now one of the most inept, the, the least educated Congress and Senate that we have <laughs> had in years. They are not read. They don't analyze. They have gotten there because they're all trying to be a celebrity politician. Mm. So, therefore, they, have, they don't have a clue. And until we have real people up there that can analyze and critique and review and, and, and know what's taking place that ask the right questions, mm -hmm. this country is going to go down quickly and be going down. 
Absolutely. Like it or not, that's the reality. So there's no conversation, none mm. whatsoever. They're still working under a, a script that is 40 to 50 to 60 years old that doesn't work in this time. Can, can you give us a little information about where you're going to be running for Congress? Well, I'm running in District 10. Mm-hmm. That's okay. uh, primarily Orange, Orange County. Okay. And um, the the incumbent right now is a fellow by the name of Maxwell Frost. Um, <laughs> so we're, we're running on, on, on a speaking program. Of, speaking of, of uneducated. People. Speaking of what? Speaking That's of right. uneducated. Maxwell's an Uber Absolutely. driver. Maxwell <laughs> was a really good Uber driver. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Was he an Uber driver, Colin? Well, Mika said that. Okay. That's, wow. It's, okay, go it's, ahead. it's the truth. So, so doctor, uh, you're running in District 10 in Orange County, Florida. Uh, and, right. and And I just want people to understand uh, that if we don't immediately start looking to vote for intelligent people, Right. You know, this gentleman who's a scholar, Ohio State, Purdue, Bethune, Cookman, University of Illinois, UCF, is running for office against a 24 year old former Uber driver. Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. care what the conversation is. This should be a no brainer. Absolutely. (laughs) You follow me? I don't care what the political. We just need smart people. And, and and listen, listen, I've interviewed Maxwell Frost, as y'all know, yes, right? we have. And it was the di- most difficult interview <laughs> I've ever done in my life, right? But these are the people we are sending when we have intellectual scholars, studied people like Dr. White. Critical thinkers. <sighs> it, so, so it, it's amazing, Dr. White. And, and and I've known you, Doc, what, 20 plus? That's right. Long time. Uh, I'm from Chicago. Doc was in Chicago. And and, oh, yeah. and, 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 and he has always been committed to uh, taking care of people, presenting the conversation properly and engaging. Uh, I want to really get back to this real quick, Doc, mm-hmm. because... There's, there's uh, real quick before we get out of here, Demika. Demika has been really struggling with this from a religious perspective. Oh, I, I've been struggling. I didn't know I was struggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah I thought you were. <laughs> News to me. <laughs> so t- let's talk about. Can we talk about because uh, people are asking me? Uh, you know, there are a lot of people uh, uh, what do you, b- that are biblically illiterate, right? Right. Uh, Absolutely. And, and they and they go to these weak temples. Uh, can you just touch on that? Because there, there's this conversation now. A friend of mine told me she was in church on Sunday, and the pastor tried to present this conversation, and it was the most embarrassing thing that she had ever heard. Let's talk a little bit about, as a Christian, okay, or as a Muslim at this time in the world, how we should see this. Well, there, there's, there's three sides, really, um, and I'm going to seek each one of them. One, the Christians see this as the stage for the great battle of Armageddon. Mm-hmm. That's going to be in the Valley of Megiddo. Mm-hmm. And that at this stage, the, the, the forces of evil, the forces of good are going to come together, and Israel is going to be a major player in that. The Muslims believe that we have the, 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 the Mahdi, and he's going to appear in Syria. That after the Bhakti is going to come the Messiah during the same period. The Messiah is the same Messiah that's in the Bible. Okay, Esau or Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a final stage again. 
and that when when this occurs, it's going to be ultimately true justice and freedom, but the evil will be destroyed. At this time, in reference to the Muslim, when the Mahdi and the Messiah comes, people are not going to know true Islam. It's going to have to be brought back. The Quran is not going to be around. It's going to be nothing but an inscription. So we see this coming in. But let's let's go to the biblical historical fact. All right. Mm -hmm. First of all, uh, they tried to pin the Jews and the Muslims against each other during this period. Uh, The Jews and the Muslims lived uh, on the peninsula for thousands of years in relatively peace. The Jews were a minority. In fact, about it, when the Christians came in as crusaders, and they came in in 1095, 1095, and they created war into 1291, over 200 years, Jews and Muslims fought against the crusaders because the crusaders coming out of Pope, uh, out of Rome in that area, were not only anti-Muslim, but they were anti-Jewish. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. you see? And the, we have a lot of evidence where the Jews and the Muslims fought together. For example, in the Battle of Haifa, Haifa, Mm -hmm. a beautiful city that I've traveled to. In 1099, Muslims fought together to keep the Crusaders out. They fought to protect Jerusalem (laughs) from from the Crusaders. So this element that we have, that there's always been years of fighting, that's just not true. The evidence is not there. However, going back to what my sister is saying in reference, in reference to a biblical and a Quranic stage whereby there could be a conflict at the end of time or near the end of time, some people say it's happening. We don't know for sure, right. but some evidence is taking place that, that there's a shifting of the winds and a shifting of the sand. I'll, I'll leave it like that. Okay. Wow. Go ahead. But before we before we let you go, just one other aspect that I wanted to just briefly touch on. Uh, we'll talk about it more in the second half. But correct me if I'm wrong. But do you see that there's more uh, rallies for Hamas in the U.S. Uh, than in previous times when we've had when we've seen conflict in that region? Of course. Yeah. Uh, you've seen more, and, and that is because of, I mean. The United States today is different than the United States uh, 30 years ago. Um, we have a, a greater influx of people from the Middle East, North Africa, and other areas. So therefore, it's only natural and obvious that they will bring their perspectives. Mm. All right? Then, then at the same time, we promote the concept that we are a cultural pluralist, pluralistic society. Uh, which means that you can have any perspective you want and still be an American. So we're going to see more of this. The question remains, though, is how we deal with it. The rallies is not a mistake. I, I don't think that we should go the way of the U.K. The U.K. now, they're arresting people if they're even waving a Palestinian, Palestinian flag. I don't think that's the way to go. Hmm. Um, I don't think it's a way to go to, to fight in the streets like they were doing in, in, in New York, and I'll put, it to, I'll put it like this. I have seen the KKK fight. I mean, I have seen the KKK rallies. I've seen them and heard them use the N-word. Some of them have even used it to me. But I would never fight them in the street. I would never uh, uh, not allow them to have their voice, all right, even if 
even if it's wrong, they have that. They have that right. And the Palestinians and the Jews have the right. Um, but yeah, we're going to see more and more protest because we have a different society. All right. Maybe a few years ago, um, the, the, the percentage of Muslims and people from that area may have been 3% of the population. Now maybe 7%. So that's only natural. Mm. You, you, you know, it, it's interesting too, because I'm watching, uh, the protest and I'm watching the interviews at the protest and I am convinced when you go to places like Minnesota, St. Paul, mm -hmm. in that region where there are significant Muslim communities, Chicago, uh, and many of the major cities, uh, I under, I understand. Okay. But when I'm watching people like Black Lives Matter, who I have and will always believe is idiot idiots, okay, total idiots, and and I'm watching their their rhetoric. I think they're involved in this for attention purposes, right? And so yeah. they have people out here, and they interviewed a young lady who who says she was a part of Black Lives Matter Chicago. She didn't even know the issue. To no. to me, that's a problem. Go ahead, Doc. Yeah, the uh, Black Lives Matter, like March for Our Lives group, it's nothing but a front front organizations, all right, for people that's hiding, they're throwing their hand, they're throwing the stone and they're hiding their hands. They are the ones who are utilizing these people to push their own agenda, and that agenda oftentimes is not an agenda of solidarity or understanding or dialogue, but it's an agenda of confrontation. Because remember, we have to understand, sadly, confrontation, especially if it's based on race and it's based on religion, is big business in the United States. <laughs> Somebody is getting paid, hmm. all right, to speak. Some organization is getting a government contract or grant to study something that don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, so yeah. therefore, then, then you have a whole bunch of people who get caught up in the system, don't know the issues, and we just out there, you know, throwing our hands up, mm -hmm. running in the street, talking about justice and don't know what the hell is going on. You, you know, you Doc, Doc, can you do us a favor real quick? Tell the listeners how they can follow you, how they can support you. You're running in District 10, Orlando, as a Republican for your United States Congress, uh, but you are a man of... And he got a uh, book coming out. Yeah, so. he's a great man of God. Oh, yeah, the, the, he's a man of God, a man of the people. Go ahead, Doc. It's called Blacklisted. Mm -hmm. And um, the forward is by... Uh, um, either a famous or infamous person by the name of Cornell West. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on how you feel about him. He used to be. He, <laughs> good point. Okay. Depends on how you see. But you can always find us. Uh, you can go to Dr. Issa, I-S-S-A, for Congress.com. Dr. Issa for Congress. Dr. I-S-S-A, for Congress.com. Please follow us and look at our Twitter page. And we're having a big event tonight, and it's going to be at Mark's uh, Caribbean Cafe mm -hmm. on University and Dean. Okay. Having great music, that, that, great jerk chicken. 
and come and join us. And, 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 and that's right near the campus. That's right that near plate. University of Central that's Florida. Right, right near the campus. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Doc. We really appreciate you popping in short notice. Listen, support Dr. White. Uh, he is a solid man of God. And we have to embrace people, the scholar, the imam, and the man of God. We love you so much. Thank you, Doc. Thank you. Take care. God Thank bless you. all of you. Thank you. Wow. Holly, man. What you, talk to me, man. Yeah, that, was just, that was a lot. Yeah. That was a lot. That was a lot. And I, I, I never studied this, you know, that in depth like that. But mm -hmm. just uh, getting the Cliff Note versions is good. Is a good thing because yeah. I'm not going to read all the if ands in between. Yeah. But uh, it's uh the whole thing. I think like timing again is so off. I mean, are so weird for this to be happening right now and the way it's happening. I just I'd love to know the inside story or the the, the real story behind all of it. Yeah. So we have an open mic. Let's listen. Hey, what's up, Don Miller? Danica, Holly Holloman, Sparky 352. Yeah, man, it's a shame what's going on over there. And what's even worse is all these American politicians, you know, some of these politicians condoning this stuff. You can't condone cutting babies' heads off, man. I don't care who you are. That's just sickening. They need to just put a stop to it. Just my two cents. Have a good day, but be do be do. Bidu, bidu. Thank you so much, Sparky. And you're right, man. Again, this goes to humanity, I, why, man. Why do you why do you cut off babies' heads? Now listen, I mean, I don't even I don't get that for anything. That baby, I I, I don't get it. You I, know, I my thing is it. this, right? Let Let's just take a moment, right? When 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 all eyes were on ISIS and the Taliban and those groups uh, for doing the same type of ridiculous murderous behavior we were totally against them right now hamas has taken up the cross or the flag uh to represent the people of palestine and their fight for the land and we find it okay uh to that that's never okay that's never gonna be okay yeah I, my, my question I, and this may just be an ignorant question but how do they really tell the differences between themselves? I mean, is it because of the colors they wear or is it the, is there, a, I mean, what is, what is it that makes someone know the difference between a Palestinian and, and someone? I mean, I, I don't, help, help me understand that. When we come back out of this break, we're going to have a great guest who may answer that question for you. Okay. So stay with us. We'll be back in a moment on the Don Miller Show. My dad served in Vietnam, the 82nd Airborne Division. He never talked about it. And my mom knew not to ask. So dad buried himself in work and self-medicated and would lose his temper sometimes. Loud noises would put him on edge. It got rough. So I finally said to him, dad, you gotta get help. As a family member or friend, you may be the first to notice when a veteran you love has been going through changes. Things like withdrawing, drinking more, or increased anger could be a sign of a larger health concern, but help is available. Dad finally went to VA for one-on-one -on -one and group therapy and got some really great tools to help him manage things. And I got my dad back. Listen to hundreds of inspiring stories at maketheconnection.net and learn how you can support the veterans in your life. Treatment works. Recovery is possible. I'll be honest, the first few months were tough. When I left the military, I was excited for a fresh start, but civilian life has been harder than I thought it would be. 
Figuring out a new career while also being a good mom, wife, and friend. Some days I'm barely keeping my head above water. And with the transition and everything I'm juggling, I'm spread too thin. I finally realized that it's hurting my mental health. To get back to enjoying life again, I needed to get help. Opening up to someone was a big step for me. I, I saw that I'm not alone and that there are tools to help me overcome what I'm going through. With support, I feel like I'm heading in the right direction. Discover how other women veterans like me have learned to thrive after military service by taking care of themselves and their mental health. Visit maketheconnection.net slash women veterans. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Donellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. Back to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. Welcome back to the Don Miller Show, where we listen, laugh, and learn. This is a teachable moment. I love teachable moments on the Don Miller Show. Listen, give us a call, 321-339-1055 is the number to call if you want to give us uh, a shout and join the conversation. Or you can go over to the app and leave us a 30-second open mic to join the conversation. Wow. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Uh, shout out to all of our listeners in the panhandle. I'm looking at these messages. Thank you so much. Listen, if you're listening in the panhandle, if you're listening in Fort Walton Beach, Destin area at 103.1 FM, we thank you so much. In Orlando, 105.5. Or follow us on the app. Go to the app store. Download the app. Drop us an open mic, as D'Amica Page just said. Listen, you know, when I, when I see things like this, oftentimes uh, I want to talk to people that really, really can give me the best answers. And joining us here on the show, I don't have to look for a script or read this person's resume because he's my friend, been my friend for a long, long time. He is one of the foremost counterterrorism and terrorism experts in America. Uh, he just recently returned from that region uh, where he, for the last 10 plus years, has trained law enforcement and military groups in counterterrorism and terrorism. He's a retired sheriff from Orange County, Florida, the best sheriff we've ever had in Orange County, Florida. My good friend, my brother, Kevin Barry. Hey, KB. Hey, big guy. What's up? Good well, to hear you again. Good to hear you, man. Uh, man, we got so many questions for you. Holly Holland's in the studio. Demico Hello, Payne. Kevin. How you doing, buddy? Hey, good. Very good. Everything's good. Uh, I've been catching up, reading a little bit about uh, the, the Florida Man radio station. I think this is... Uh, this is a, a great way to get out to the people. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Sheriff, you just came. Well, Kevin, you j- I, I'm going to call you Sheriff. Keep, now, Sheriff, you just no, can't. Uh, just don't call me late for a while. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I know that for a fact. Um, same here. Uh, you just came back from that region, and you were there for years after you left the sheriff's office. Uh, let's talk a little about uh, Mossad is known as one of the best agencies in the world, correct? Yes. How, how does this happen, Sheriff? Well, uh, I, the only way that I can probably see this happening, and, and I've been trained by them. They have come to the United States to train the major county sheriffs years ago. They know what they're doing. But this is a total different playbook that, 
they aren't doing it against military targets this time. They went after the civilian population. And I'm going to tell you, uh, Donnie, when you see what we have seen on TV and what's popping up on some of the Internet where they went in and beheaded little kids and moms and dads and grandparents, uh, there's going to be hell to pay. And as far as I'm concerned, the Israelis are going to turn themselves loose, and they don't care if the U.N. or anybody else starts whining. Hamas, Hezbollah, Syria, they all brought this on themselves, and Israel is fighting a three-front war right now. And you don't notice one other thing. They ain't asking for any help, because quite frankly, they've got what they, they've got the sights that they need to achieve already in the uh, system, and they ain't going to listen to any kumbaya from the Biden. <laughs> hey, hey, Kevin, Kevin, can you give a little more background on yourself so that people understand that where your professionalism comes from, uh, what you know, and why you know it? Well, uh, uh, when I worked in the sheriff's office, Donnie knows I worked there 28 and a half years. I started uh, uh, studying terrorism as an intelligence officer for the SWAT team. And uh, Lawson Lamar was the sheriff. He sent me to Northern Ireland where I was trained by the Royal Ulster Constabulary, uh, by the Brit- uh, by the uh, uh, Irish Garda, and also uh, went to SAS uh, uh, training in uh, Her- near Hereford Air Force Base. So that's where I got it. That was, that was when I was a young guy back in 82. Since then, I've been on terrorism committees. I was, in, uh, was the co-chair for the Domestic Security Task Force. After the 9-11 incident here, I commanded nine counties and all their regional assets. Um, went to Afghanistan and did counter-narcotics and terrorism. And I might even add that that's where we were told in 2014 that there's no connection between uh, terrorism and narco funding. And if you can believe that, I can sell you the wow. Brooklyn Bridge in about six minutes. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. And I just got I just got back from that region where I was with the Jordanian uh, Special Branch Police. What an incredible group of uh, professionals that is! Uh, but unfortunately, I will also tell you right up front: our foreign policy in that region is a total disaster right now. Mm. Yeah. Okay. They are. Uh, uh, they uh, this administration does not listen to Jordan or Saudi Arabia or any of our allies there, and how can you give $6 billion to the Iranians, uh, which you know some of that is going to fall into the wrong hand. That's the way they always play. Let me ask you, uh, do you think it's kind of a a unique situation that this all happens right after we just gave them the $6 billion? I, I do. I think it was totally planned. I think it was a, it's a mastermind because they also, as I said earlier, they targeted civilian populations, not military. And that might be a different uh, thing that they're going to have to start dealing with on the Mossad level. Uh, I will tell you, our, my colleagues in Jordan, uh, there there is one branch of military deals with all the terrorism outside the walls. But they, uh, internally, they have a group that deals with terrorism on the inside of the country. 
and they know they have got everything is connected. Not like the United States, which is a goat rope right now when it comes to borders. Uh, the police in Jordan are tied into immigration, visas. Uh, they can get information on uh, house rentals. Uh, they're tracking people that come into the country, uh, you know, from everything from the old COVID shot to uh, they know who the criminals are coming in from the other nations. And uh, when I was there uh, in 20, January 22, they had two cops injured and two soldiers killed by the Syrian militia, which is the drug dealers in the north section of Jordan. And the king said, why are my people getting killed? And uh, the response was, well, you make us fire warning shots. <laughs> and the swiftness of 110. Yeah. And the wow. he signed a king's decree, sent it out officially to all the neighboring countries. We don't want your drugs, guns, organized crime. We don't want your crap. And if you come to hurt any of my cops and soldiers, uh, he pretty much told him we're going to put some on your ass. Ajax won't take off. <laughs> uh, that's and, how you lead. That's, lead. that's and, how you and, lead. And, oh. and and let me tell you something. I I, I I listened to that, and I also they asked me. I was mentoring. They said, "What would you do?" I said, "I'd put three hundred cops on the border, and the next time somebody pointed a gun at my cops, you ain't going to see them no more." You 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 told and, no that you know you shared what you just said is. is this right here, and I know people are looking at this and seeing how far away this is from where we live and sleep and eat and dine out and enjoy life, but it's really not that far. Sheriff, let's talk a little bit about something that you've been talking about way before uh, today, uh, the protection of our own borders, because these same people are in this country. Would you agree with that? Don, Donnie, not only do I agree with it, I agree with it at about a clip of 300%. You got over 25,000 Chinese that have come across that border in the recent months, all military age. Mm. You've got people from Venezuela, uh, Somalia, Sudan, Yemen. I would not call them all uh, wonderful, great, uh, loving countries of the United States. All the people coming in, interestingly enough, the majority are male and military age. And, and, and then we let's, and let's touch let's on talk about all the gangsters coming let, from the other countries. Let's touch on military age when you say military age, Chinese military age. Chinese military age shouldn't be even leaving China, right? Exactly, exactly. But this, I, I'm I'm telling you. Uh, we better start uh, tightening up the shop. Uh, you know, it's funny. I'm on the call. I talked to you yesterday. I just got a, a bit of a brief on uh, law enforcement tighten up their uh, security of places of worship and the synagogues and things like that. Folks, it's not only synagogues you got to worry about. It's the mosque and everything else. Because this this group out of uh, Iran takes the other uh, brand of uh, Islam, just as uh, just as much as they hate everybody else. Absolutely. So it's time to tighten up the ship. It is time to get the uh, dust off the uh, policy manuals and emergency manuals 
and it's time for the intelligence officers to, uh, you know, quit uh, playing word games and getting back on the street finding out what the hell's going on. You know, you know, Kevin, some would think that, um, you know, so this is what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the protests that are in different cities that are sympathetic to Gaza, um, places like New York. I've, I've heard, I've read that in South Florida, there's been some protests, Chicago, Philadelphia. And some would say that uh, that's to be expected because, you know, the landscape of America looks different now. Um, however, I, to me, my inclination is that we should be a little, just a little concerned because, uh, like you said, a lot of them have just flooded into our countries because of our uh, our lackadaisy approach to the borders and our foreign policy debacles. Um, what are your thoughts about what you're seeing in, as it relates to the sympathy of the rallies for Gaza in cities across the U.S.? Well, that is one of the that is one of the ploys that's always used. Israel didn't start this one. They got rocketed and attacked and, uh, and butchered, quite frankly. And uh, the, the world media always sympathizes with uh, the Palestinians. And I have a lot of Palestinian friends. I was over there I do as well. in Jordan, and I went to the gym with the Palestinians. By the way, they're pretty good in the gym, but, too, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, but the bottom line is... Uh, Anybody with a brain doesn't. We don't need the killing. We don't need the terrorism. Just think what we could do if we all sat down and figured it out and could bring peace to the table. But this, this, let me tell you, it's as simple as this. Our borders are porous. Uh, our borders are worse than Swiss cheeks. And, and, uh, and at the same time, uh, nobody's afraid. We're a paper tiger right now. We, you know, we got we had a uh, uh, an exit out of Afghanistan that made us all look like a bunch of fruitcakes, and we uh, and we didn't know what we were doing, and uh, and I got it firsthand. I had a marine on the wall, was one of the last people to leave, and he was texting me. He says it ain't pretty. He was texting me from the wall, just after the bomb went off and killed the twelve marines. Mm. And uh, wow, uh, people better wake up you know, and people people of faith need to wake up Kevin Kevin and, Kevin let me ask you a question yeah. because I keep going back to that we for political reasons only we flee Afghanistan and leave behind valuable tools for anti-American operations, correct? Absolutely. What we left in Afghanistan, the new weapon system, our National Guards could have used every bit of it. Some of the National Guards that we have right now are still using weapons from the Vietnam War era. What? So, so, you know, we we give, 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 and I'm going to also tell you, I think we're using Ukraine as a way to ship weapons around the world. Uh, and I, do I have anything that proves that? Only when you try to connect the dots intelligence-wise. And, and uh, you know, why are we delivering millions and billions of dollars, and I said both, millions and billions, 
in unmarked airplanes in the middle of the night to the Iranians. And why does it always come back to being tied to Kerry, Biden, Obama, and even some of the Republicans? Yeah. You, you, so shame on you, you it's know, time. It's time to clean house. You, you know, you, you just said something, and I, I mentioned it earlier, and you are an expert in this. Um, so we leave Afghanistan, and the Chinese and many of the weapons dealers are lined up, can't wait for us to get out of there, and they they fly right in and bid on what they want, correct? Absolutely. The, the number of airplanes that we left in Afghanistan made Afghanistan the 24th largest air force in the world, and most of wow. them don't know how to turn the damn things off. Wow. Wow. And I saw it in Jordan. The, t- the, uh, the, the, uh, the jobs that opened up in Jordan were filled by the losing team from the State Department that came out of Afghanistan. So did that tell you anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're doomed for, you're, you're doomed for failure right off the bat. You, you know, it's interesting. I, you know, Go uh, ahead. Go ahead, Sheriff. Let me tell you, I, I, I work for a special branch director. He's kind of like the police chief. He had six priorities. Pro- uh, protect the borders. You know, bring in technology, training for police. We are not doing any of that in our terrorism program in Jordan right now. You, you know, it's interesting. That there is, it, there's no funding for next year either. You know, it's interesting. And, and while we're at it, why aren't we doing that for our people on our board? Absolutely. You, you know, it's interesting you say that because I'm looking at it. You just said something that a lot of people are missing. Of the millions of people that are coming over the border, I think there are people who think that they're all poor and starving people and it's women and children. children just looking for a better life, right? But you, one of the, one of the things you hit the twenty five thousand military aid Chinese, right? Uh, yeah. Who who flew to somewhere to come over the border, right? Mm-hmm. And they they didn't trek from China <laughs> to the border, and many of these people coming over the border didn't trek. Okay, this wasn't a pilgrimage from a bad place. They know how easy it is to get into this country now. So if you hate America, as many of them do, head over to the border right now. The timing couldn't be better. Would you? What were you? What, uh, go ahead. And, and the money in that in getting across as an illegal is sometimes even they're making more money on the illegals than they are on the drug deal. Mm. And, and, wow. and, uh, and, and I'm going to tell you something. Uh, uh, we're in a serious situation on the borders now. And I love it. All these sanctuary cities, you know, all you conservatives, your hate mongers, your war mongers, you don't you don't like people. That's bull. <laughs> Absolute one hundred percent bull. I could say something else, but I'm on radio. <laughs> uh, but but straight up. Uh, we have a problem and these countries are depositing their trash into our country and we're sitting back and we look like we're the biggest goofballs in the entire world. Wow. And we and we should have learned because I saw it happen in the 80s. 
And I was a young punk in the eighties, as Dottie knows. <laughs> yep. I was just back. I was just back. I was a, about a three or four or five year cop. Mm-hmm. But we saw it in Miami when Castro unleashed, uh, unopened all his uh, uh, jails and insane asylums, and look at the murder rate that went up in Miami. Yeah, they were. They, you had Mary Alito Cubans killing people for ten bucks. Yeah, ten yeah. American dollars, mm-hmm. and they go whack somebody on the front porch. And, and, and we better start waking up. And, and, you know, my my wife, Donnie, my wife, my wife's biggest fear. Mm-hmm. Think about this. You get all the. You know, we got training camps that the FBI doesn't seem to be doing much about. We got these radical training camps located all over the country. We do nothing. Sometimes we're not even allowed to gather intelligence. Because, oh my goodness, we're violating somebody's right. Well, if they're there to kill us and it's death to America and death to this and death to that, we better start monitoring them. Oh. And we, and, and quite frankly, we need uh, the, the FBI needs to be purged. <laughs> and it needs to be uh, totally. Hey, Kev, you're giving violent. up on a man. Wow. Yeah, wow. That's coming from now, Kevin Barry. Uh, and Kevin Barry is one of the original sheriffs in America to start a relationship, a long-term relationship with the FBI. Correct, KB? I've been to all their schools. Yes. And FBI y- National Academy, National Executive Institute, Leadership and Counterterrorism. <laughs> there are tremendous people in the FBI. But what we have seen over the last at least good decade and a half, we don't need any more United States attorneys in charge. We need to bring back <laughs> some straightforward law enforcement types that aren't going to leak to CNN and aren't going to get on the political bandwagon and start protecting the citizens of America. I love it. Kevin, do you think it's ironic that uh, all of this is happening when we're getting ready to gear up for election? Um, A lot of people see uh, President Biden as weak. Uh, A lot of the uh, foreign news um, is is exploiting the fact that he's tripling tripping upstairs and handshaking with invisible people. Um, just what are your thoughts about you know where we are in the presidential elections that's coming up and how that plays in it? Here, here's my answer, and you're going to laugh. Just take it in the context. Okay. <laughs> but you stupid. I don't have to play anymore because I'm, I'm my own person. <laughs> and let, let me tell you, our, our, the countries that I come from, they say, they would sit and wait for me to come in for a mentoring session. And they said, what in the hell is America doing now? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you, you, you know what? Yeah, go ahead. No, no. Uh, you know, we, we make one blunderous move after another. <sighs> and then the shame thing is the ones that support us are trying to tell us what's going on in the region. And we turn our back on it. Mm. Wow. So, so I have a and, I, and, uh, I have a gigantic question. One of the listeners just sent me this question. Should we be very vigilant in America right now? Yes. Yes. Uh, and, and, uh, 
you need to, you know, people have a tendency. I, I try to tell people there's conditions of awareness, and we need to be in a condition yellow all the time. As Americans, we tend to think we know it all. Oh, we really don't have anything to worry about. But a person that's in condition yellow means they have general everyday awareness. They know about their security. They're locking things up. They're not leaving things in the car. They're not leaving their houses open. They're making sure their kids are at school. They make sure that the uh, kids are at school and they're protected. You know, how many times <clears throat> I think we're going to go ahead and we're going to do away with all the school resource officers. And then we have three or four shootings and kids get killed. Now we're funding it back. And now let's defund cops. And, uh, you know, we don't need the cops anymore. And my wife and I sit uh, on the phone and in person talking for hours. We have done nothing but a, a full circle on defunding the cops. How many more cities have to burn down to defund the cops? You know, when I heard that the first time, you know, and, and, and uh, Kevin, please tell Rebecca I said I miss her. Please, can you do that for me? And uh, now there's one. There's one you probably need to get on radio. No, you better get your little bleeper out. There. Absolutely. You you know, uh, just to talk to you, I remember the many nights you and I oh. rode in Orange County Unit One. And saw young people pillaging, and they were young. And now, Kevin, these are 23-year-olds, and they're even worse. And I remember so often we would respond late at night, 2 o'clock in the morning, and it was a 13-year-old kid. And, oh, yeah. And it's still happening, Kevin. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what must be done because the, 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 the criminal is younger now than ever before. How can, well, what can be done? Well, first of all, uh, we got to get the wokeness out of the society. Mm. You know, uh, everybody's a victim. No, not everybody's a victim. Uh, uh, you know what? If you want something, get a job, go out and earn your way and then get it. Mm. And that's the way you were taught. That's the way I was taught. And uh, lo and behold, I remember talking back to my old man is you know it was a police chief i talked back to him one time and i actually shot a bird at him through the mirror in the bathroom and he saw it <laughs> and that sam brown that sam brown gun belt come off the wall i got three licks with it across the backside. guess wow. what i never did again yep. i didn't shoot that i'm side. with you on that kevin, uh holly you remember uh kevin's dad he was the police chief in your neighborhood yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. Back in the day. And, but but I, I, I love what and, Kevin is saying right now, basically. Yeah. Stomach out of throat. You know, <laughs> you got to do them kids. God, government needs to stay the hell out of parenting. Yep. And quite frankly, I don't need any weirdos out here teaching my kids anything. That's my responsibility. I send them to school of my choice. It is their responsibility to teach them right. And I don't need weird things in textbooks that they don't need to know at five years old. Wow. And, 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 uh, uh, you know, uh, where, where, so we, I'm telling you, hey, the uh, Jordanian, okay, okay, uh, 
KB, they, they laugh at it. KB, yeah. we, we got to take a quick break. But we're gonna. Can you stay with us real quick? We'll spend a few minutes oh, with yeah. you after. Listen, our guest, uh, former Orange County Sheriff, international terrorism counterterrorism expert Kevin Barry. You're listening to the Don Mill Show. Drop us an open mic. Feel free to give us a call three two one three three nine one zero five five. We'll be right back. Contribute to the madness by clicking the open mic button in the free Florida Man Radio app. Yeah, the recycling thing, there's no different from that bin from the trash one. If there's an island of plastic in the Pacific Ocean the size of Texas, why can't I see it on the satellite view of Google Maps? My fear is that garbage island may tip over if it gets too populated. I hear garbage islands flat. Leave your open mic now with the Florida Man Radio app. Back to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Don Miller Show. Uh, we thank you so much for listening. We hope that this show uh, brought some light uh, to what's happening. We're going to continue to pray for uh, all of those people. Uh, our guest, Kevin Barry. Uh, KB, we know you got to get out of here, but I had a couple more. Real, real quick, uh, I had a question for you. Uh, we talked about protecting the borders and when we look at these numbers, uh, many estimate uh, by the time Joe Biden leaves office, uh, there will be almost 10 million people who have come over the border. Wow. Okay. And undocumented. We don't know where they're coming from. They had never had a shot before. Yada, yada, yada. Many, many of which are not looking for a place to just chill. Um, how do we combat that locally with uh, our local agencies? How do we protect? If you were still in office. Uh, what do you have to do? Uh, how do you, how do we protect the local citizens in these cities like uh, Orlando and Orange County and Lake Mary? What, what, what do these leaders of these agencies have to do? Well, uh, what we've been doing hasn't been very good. Right. If you're a sanctuary city, you, you go from loving everybody and singing Kumbaya now we have too many in New York City, Chicago, Detroit, Los Angeles. Uh, we don't want to pay for people anymore. So uh, what you uh, always supported and with all your open arms is now costing millions and millions and millions of dollars. Uh, law enforcement, their hands are still tied. The when, uh, illegal immigration is not shared with local law enforcement anymore. Mm. All right? Right. It's hard to even get over the computer system. Right. Uh, because of all the uh, internal changes that have been made. We have made it so tough for local law enforcement to deal with the illegal issue. And, and, and then we hide behind, well... It's not good for community policing. Well, when I, I believe it's 65% of the people in jail in Los Angeles County now are illegal aliens. <laughs> wow. When does it become uh, necessary to start doing something about it? Wow. Thank you so much. Uh, our <laughs> guest has been Kevin Barry. Uh, KB, thank you, man. Well, I appreciate it. I'll end on this way. You asked me about discipline. Yeah. We need more discipline. We need the judges and the state attorneys, the defense attorneys, and the cops to sit down like we did under Belvin Perry and come up with programs that work 
and not just throw money away or just turn them loose because, well, I just feel sorry for them. Because <laughs> after about seven ter- feeling sorry for them, they're going to kill somebody <laughs> after that. I'm with you on that, Kevin. Thank you so much, Sheriff Kevin Barry, was right. our guest. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate it so much, KB. And you're welcome to come back anytime. Just oh, yeah, yeah. You ain't got no job right now, so come see us sometime. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Take care. Uh, you, you know what's interesting, guys? I'm watching this, and it is really um, troubling, okay? Especially when I see uh, what is going to that region. Uh, in terms of show of force, even though uh, Kevin just said they don't need any help from us. Right. Mm-hmm. I, okay? Yes, that was and my I'm thought asking, as well. I'm asking the question, right? What is this really about? Okay. Israel don't really need us on this one, right? right. Israel got everything they need. More. I promise you. Yeah. And, and more. For that group that they're fighting against. It's not going to end good. So, okay? so maybe the positioning of the ships are for something in the future <laughs> that that may be going on. So if we're already there, then uh, I don't know. Like I said, it's, it's, this is a lot going on. I really wish I knew the inside story to all of this. Uh, let's head over and check out some open mics. It's watering it down to call it a fight over the land and saying that we're okay with it. It's not just a fight over the land. they treating these people like the Nazis did to the Jews just before they tried to exterminate them. They've done everything that they can to try to exterminate these people. They keep the food from them, keep the water from them, uh, make them carry papers that they have to show upon uh, being asked, and they have to give up their homes for no reason. Okay. Go ahead. Now, I don't know if it's just okay now, but to say Israel did not bring it on itself is a bit ridiculous, seeing as they're treating the Palestinians just like we treated the slaves here. And somehow, it's so hard for everybody to understand why the hell they fight back. Jesus. <laughs> okay. Right. Thank you so much. Your wow. open mics are always welcome. Head over to the App Store, wow. download uh, the app, drop us an open mic. Uh, again, before I went into that, I was going to just mention, uh, I saw something, and I'm looking at this region, and, um, okay, uh, okay, uh, yeah, I'm looking at this region, right? It, we got a call, right? Okay, let, let's head to the phone lines. Uh, hello, you on the Don Miller Show? Hello, you on the Don Miller Show? Hey, Don, it's Jay Kane. Joining us on the Don Miller Show, Jay Kane. Jay Kane served this country for twenty plus years. We're gonna go quick, but I really want you to listen to Jay Kane. I just was watching that uh, they moved to that region. Uh, the USS Gerald R. Ford, Jay Kane, served on that ship. He was commissioned on that ship. Uh, he commissioned that ship, quite frankly. And that is the. Tell us a little bit about that ship before we get out of here, Jay. Okay, before we get out of here, real quick. Um, it's the most. It's the most technically advanced, um, tactical advanced as well. Uh, Warcraft is on the face of the planet. Okay. Um, okay. Um, the purpose. Um, and when we get there, we get down to the um, the technology part about it. We're talking about surveillance. We're talking about radar. We're talking about um, other classified weaponry that can't really talk about. Okay. Um, but there's nothing like it on the face of the planet. Um, and you asked me before, you said, what was the purpose of sending that ship over there? There's only two reasons you send that particular ship. Well, actually, now it's three reasons. One, 
the ship is probably um it started off as an eight billion dollar project. It um it wound up being well over twenty billion dollars. <laughs> okay. Um so they gotta recoup and get some of that money back and make them do what it was designed to do. Secondly, um it's simply a show of force. Um and three and thirdly is um quite naturally if you had to engage um in, in any kind of conflict, you know, it has it. Um, on presence, which we, we typically do with aircraft carriers anyway. Okay, listen, follow Jay Kane. He was on that ship. How long were you on that ship, Jay? Uh, did three years on that ship. Man, follow Jay Kane. How can they follow you real quick? Because you got to go watch his uh, show, guys. Go watch Jay's show. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Real Rap Kane on YouTube. Uh, I'm sure you'll be doing a show on what's happening in the next day or so, correct? Yeah, I kind of touched on it last night, but I got to do some more in depth again. All right, thank you, my friend. Appreciate you, Jay. Listen, you have tuned in to, again, to the Don Miller Show, Monday through Friday, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. D'Amica Page, thank you. Holly! What's going on? Statman! Thank you so much, everybody. Tomorrow we'll be back, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. We hope that you got something out of this conversation. If not, join us tomorrow. Go and read something and read everything. Don't get stuck in one place for your information. Head over to a bunch of different situations that you may not agree ideology-wise with, but just get the facts, and then you decide for them. Thank you so much, everybody. Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio coming up, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Shannon Burke, Jesse Kelly at 7, and, of course, Bubbler Love Sponge, 6 a.m. in the morning. Bye-bye. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY. Bill O'Reilly here. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Coming up next, the news with Mike Slater. Thank you, Bill. It is Wednesday, October 11th, 2023. Here's what's happening today in America. America prepares. Iran threatens Israel. Halloween celebrations around the world. And your smartphone is dirty. That's all coming up, and Bill will be here with your message of the day. But first, towns across the U.S. have increased patrols at Jewish centers and synagogues after Hamas killed at least a 1,000 civilians in Israel. New York City Mayor Eric Adams putting the NYPD on high alert for so-called lone wolf attacks. At least 14 Americans were killed in the worst assault against Jews since the Holocaust. The State Department confirming another 20 Americans remain missing. Reports in one town say that there were at least 40 babies killed, some beheaded, entire families burned alive in their homes. An Israeli lawmaker is calling for the Israeli military to use nuclear weapons in response. Either way, the Israeli defense minister said, quote, what was in Gaza will no longer be. Iran's ruling cleric warned Israel that any retaliation against Hamas could spark a regional war. The supreme leader Ayatollah Khomeini released an official statement to state-run media, said, quote, this attack against the Zionist state was a devastating earthquake. It is unlikely that the usurping regime will be able to repair the deep impacts this incident has caused. Any retaliation would only cause a greater disaster. A survey from the World Population Review has found that the American holiday, Halloween, has become more popular outside of America. Now remember, Halloween used to be a religious holiday. It was All Hallows' Eve hollows meaning hollowed which means holy it was the night before all saints day 
So it used to be a religious holiday. Now it's a pagan thing, just like every other holiday. Holiday, holy day in America. But we've outsourced this now around the entire world. Other countries that celebrate our Halloween, Mexico, England, Italy, Guatemala, Ireland. And now Halloween is becoming more popular in China and Japan. Researchers at the University of Arizona confirming that your average smartphone, the one you have in your pocket right now, is dirtier than a toilet seat. Scientists say a single iPhone contains 20,000 different types of bacteria, germs, and viruses. That is 10 times more than the toilet. Experts recommend cleaning your phone with a disinfectant wipe at least once a day. I've, I've never cleaned my phone once ever. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. Bill O'Reilly with your message of the day. Next. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or have no warranty at all, listen up. Car Shield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that's now available to the public. Save on out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. So please call Car Shield now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. 800-925-7584. For a free quote, this protection plan is at an all-time low in price. Drivers who activate the vehicle protection today will also receive